Hey, hey, everybody. How are you doing today? This is Pastor Chip again. Thank you for tuning in again. So this morning I got up and had my coffee, my go juice. Got myself all psyched up for doing my podcast for today. I was reading a passage that I thought was going to work and stewed all over it today, but one other kept popping up and popping up and popping up. I sat down today to to do my podcast and was going with my morning choice, and this other one kept popping up, and I said, all right, God, I got it. We'll do what you want. So I'm going to do the one that the Lord laid on my heart all day. I'm going to talk about the widow's son. I don't know how many of you know much about the widow's son. I don't know if you ever really thought much about it. Just general reading, people don't really think much about it. You just kind of breeze over it, and it's like, well, yeah, that happened. Wow, that's cool. How about that? Neat story. Move on. But before it, in Luke, starting, it's in Luke 7. It's a special story that I share. When I tell my suicide story, I talk about living in faith. And you know, if you read in the Gospels, you hear all these stories about, you know, Jesus walking around and people coming up to him and begging for, you know, to heal the son, heal this and heal that, and people lowering a man down the roof, through the roof, to so they could get him in front of Jesus to be healed, you know, people, people calling out from the crowds and the roads, just, you know, chasing him in the boats, the edge of the waters, all kinds of things, you know. Jesus was a he was a an ordinary man in unordinary times. And you see back in those days you didn't have medicine, you didn't have 911, you didn't have uh hospitals. You were at the whim of nature and uh, medicine people that practiced whatever, herb healers, and, and your life expectancy wasn't very long. If you didn't die in battle or from starvation or whatever, if you lived to be a, over your 50s, you were an old, old person. But um, <clears throat> the faith story ends, and in verse 11 it says, Now it happened the day after that, he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and a large crowd. 
And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. Hold right there. Starting in Luke 7, verse 11. So there's several things if you study the exegesis or the history of the verses and the times. Of course it says, the only son of his mother. She was a widow. So this woman, in the time when it was a man's world, women were nothing, couldn't own property or inherit property, her livelihood was Depended upon and contingent upon her son. And he's dead. And so now this woman is probably not only distraught over her son being dead, but what is going to happen to her? She's lost her husband. And now her son, she's she's going to be shunned by society and have to try and make a living any way that she can. Maybe be into a forced marriage in order to survive. She may be past the age of childbearing. You know, maybe an older lady that is not appealing for marriage in the time. And again... She's going to be wondering what's going to become of her in her life. And apparently, because of the male, her son, it was a large crowd. So apparently he had friends and stature. But now she's about to be alone. And in verse 13 it says, When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. And said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin. And those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So again, here's a woman with her son in a funeral procession, unwarranted, unsolicited, Didn't even ask Jesus a thing. Nobody said anything to him. But it says that he had compassion. He had compassion. And he said to the man, Arise. So he who was dead, the guy and the woman remain unnamed. But he said, He who was dead dead, sat up and began to speak. And he, meaning Jesus, presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding regions. So what do you think about that? It's an amazing story. 
You know, living in the time that they lived in and the area they lived in, they probably heard of Jesus. Everybody heard of this this new radical preacher, prophet, going around doing these things. And her son died. We don't know how or why or from what, but he's dead. Clearly dead because of the emphasis of the Scripture. A lot of people... Dead man carried out in the casket. You know, he was dead. No sending for Jesus, no whatever. And Jesus showed compassion on her. And you see, this ties into a lot of things going on. I guess in my life in the world, people say, doesn't God care? Why does He let people die? Why does He let children die? Why does He allow bad things to happen? Well, He is God. And it just shows you right there that He has compassion. But you see, we have free will. We have choices. You know, nothing that we can do can justify the actions of God. Nothing that we can do can change. You see, there's three things the first is that God has given human beings dominion over this planet. I'm taking this from a book that I read by Adam Hamilton called why the first one is that God has given human beings dominion over this planet that is God has placed the human race in charge of God's planet making us responsible for what happens here the second is that what makes us human is our ability to choose good from evil and this ability is a gift from God And third is that we humans struggle with our freedom. We find that we have an innate tendency to be drawn toward those things that are not God's will. These ideas are important starting place as we as we seek to make sense of God's will in the light of human suffering. You see... If we can't justify it in our brain, if we can't put God in our box, then we make Him out to be bad or of no compassion or of no understanding. Or why does a child die? You know, the child's not even started in its life 
We just had a small child pass away up in this county not long ago in a car wreck. I don't think God wills that any person should die, much less a child. But He gives us eternal rest with Him if we just choose to accept and believe in Jesus Christ. And you see, God is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, and omnibenevolent. He is everything there is, was, and will be. It doesn't matter how long you sit and scratch your head, you're never going to understand God. But to say God doesn't have compassion... It's to say, you don't know God. God had compassion to this woman who was facing a life of uncertainty because her son died. No income. She may have been old in her years, no family. Her husband was dead. And she didn't know where her life was going or headed. And God, Jesus, had compassion on her and restored to her her son. Now, it doesn't say it in the Bible, but I would like to think that right then, Jesus probably... probably made this guy his number one fan. His number one witness and zealot for Jesus Christ. A living example. If there was that many people that were there, I don't know how many were there. Let's just say 50. If 50 people were there, and each one told five people, that's a lot of people. Get the word out, and then you know how gossip travels. If each one told ten, it's 500, right? And then they tell people. And the 50 witnesses that are there that say, Oh, yeah, we know he was dead. We were there. We saw him. It wasn't a trick. The boy was Stone cold dead. But Jesus had compassion. Raised a man without being asked because he was compassionate towards the woman. He knew her pain. He felt her pain. And he raised her son from the dead. You know, there's a lot of pain and suffering in the world, and I I wish I could take the pain away from a lot of people that I meet. I see a child hurt, it just breaks my heart. I just want to hold them and take away their pain. 
I don't think I could do the work of God because I don't think a child would ever get a bump knee if I had anything to do with it. But I know He is a God of compassion. I know that He cares and loves us, each and every one of us. I know that because I sit here and tell you that any number of things in my life I've done, I deserve death more than life. He's blessed me with two beautiful girls and three grandchildren and one on the way. He's blessed me with friends in this community. He continues to bless me. And I guarantee you, if you would just give him a little bit of your time, not your judgment, a little bit of your time, a little prayer, and a little Bible reading, you too would find out how compassionate the Lord could be to you. It's not going to be much longer. It's going to be my, well, what would be, would have been, my fifth wedding anniversary on the 17th. I don't know where that's going to take me. Winter's hard for me. It's our favorite time of the year, my wife and mine, and yet it's the loneliest time of the year since she died. But the one thing I do know is that the love and compassion of Jesus gets me through it all. And maybe that's what helps me have compassion for the people that I see hurting. So this is Pastor Chip. I thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a good evening, good day, a good morning, however you listen to me. And I hope that you extend compassion to those that you meet. And I hope that you also are blessed by the compassion of our Savior. God bless.